This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds, well, without the computers, talking about the Philadelphia Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo, it is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast for the second time in a row. We have been banished from our room, Jack. What is happening here? James, I got one question for you and one question only. Which was a worse watch this weekend, the Phillies in Colorado or the Aria scene in Game of Thrones last night? <laughs> oh, no. You're an Aria hater, aren't you? No, I love Aria. She's maybe my favorite. Up there. That's why I didn't like, like the scene that Oh, ha- I got you. Yeah. You, yeah, it felt uncomfortable. Yeah, it was like- it It's was, like a little girl turning into yeah. a grown woman. I wasn't ready for it's it. It's a good point, actually. I didn't appreciate it. It's a little much. But also, the Phillies in Colorado- Was worse. Was a rough one. It's worse. No, I, I never want to go to Colorado again. They n- it's like a house of horrors for this team, Jack. We sold our soul with the Howard double in 09, and we will never play well in Colorado ever again. I think that's a great take, actually. It's unbelievable. I don't know what it is, but they hate playing in Colorado. They can't pitch there. They can't field there. Everyone got hurt. And the offense left 41 runners on base. 41? Was that how many it was? And I the, didn't see that number. Fri- that's insane. 41? The Friday night Nuts. game The Friday night game was the most runners they had left on base in a game since 2008. Wow. Guess who produced Every inning of that game, me. <laughs> so, when, here's what I. Here's yeah, I'm sure you were psyched that it went 12 too. Huh? Here's what I want to say to everyone: Every time a game goes extra innings, and you're thinking about tweeting out free baseball, I want you to think of me because <laughs> guess who has to be here while that game is going into extras and cannot go home. Thus, he has to go to bed at 2:30 on a Friday night yeah. and wake up early enough, earlier than I want to wake up. Just, you know, before you start tweeting out about free baseball, just say, pour one out for Jack. He has to do this whole game. And then free baseball, thank you. Yeah. Okay. I, guess I so. feel you. I generally, when I, during the week and I have to wake up the next day, I'm generally not as big a fan of free baseball as I normally am. But at Jack. least they're not on the West Coast anymore. Or close enough to the West Coast because Denver's technically not on the West thank Coast. Thank God. I don't know if you know that, but it's not on the West Coast. It's not. Yeah. It's mountain time, yeah. Jack. My ability to argue... Very basic facts is out of this world. It's really impressive. Thank man. you. I, Thank you. I know that I'm impressed. Right? <laughs> I'm guessing the listeners are impressed. Appreciate it. I could be wrong. Yeah. Speaking of impressed, let's dive right in. And okay. we're going to go in non chronological order. I said Aria. Aria. I'm thinking of Aria. That's it's not a still word. in my head, Jack. All right. We're going to go in non chronological order because we got to start with Nola. Okay. Because you have some interesting thoughts on Nola. We were talking a little bit, texting yeah. during the game. Uh, first and foremost, I thought. A lot of people were really upset with the performance. I thought it was actually good for Nola this season. He was able to battle through. <laughs> Which is so sad. It's very sad. <laughs> it's Five so and two thirds, three earned was a nice outing for Nola. Look, he looked really bad early and then able to kind of right himself and get some outs. Yeah. Where are you at with Nolan? What's your you got a little theory on? Yeah, Nola. I got a little. I got a little, little theory here. So we've all been scrambling as to what's wrong with Nola. I don't think he's hurt. I definitely don't think he's hurt. He's throwing as hard as he is. You know what I didn't like. Uh, you know, Uh-oh. I didn't like uh, at all is that he hiked <laughs> he hiked seven miles the night the day before with Jake Arrieta and the rest of the pitching staff. Why? Before he has to pitch in Colorado. Why? Like, in Colorado. Like, what are you doing, Why? man? I mean, I'm not here to rip a guy's personal life, but like, you're starting the next day. Yeah, and the air is thin, bro. Like, come on, man. Yeah, so let's relax here. But so everyone's been trying to scramble and find what's wrong with Nola, all this stuff. And I have this theory that it comes down to the balls. And it's not about the balls being juiced. None of that stuff. I think they've raised – I think MLB might have raised the seams on the baseball. And when you raise the seams on a baseball, it is, it is easier to grip. 
but it's less aerodynamic. So how Major League Baseballs have been for a long time is they're very, very smooth and, and down to the down to its roots, pretty much. Like there's, the, there's when, you, when you're playing little league, the, the seams are really, really high or whatever. Like they're fine, but when when it gets to the big leagues, they don't have that anymore. So the, and, and when you when you when you lower the seams, it makes it more aerodynamic, and thus you can get more movement on the ball. And when you watch Noel's curveball this year, it just doesn't look the same. It doesn't look like he's getting as much break to it, and it, it the numbers bear it out. But by raising the seams, I think it. I think it causes less movement from his curveball, um, and the balls, like the Cruck was talking about it all game. It felt like was how they just looked, like they're white now. And when when you were looking at baseballs in the past, they'd be they'd be rubbed up with the Delaware mud and be, be able to get a grip and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So if they if they're not able to grip it up, the ball's slick and the seams are raised. Then that's why people can't locate it, and why there's not as much not as much movement on the ball. So I think that's what's going on with Nolan. Okay, so what does that mean? Take the next step. What is like? Is that something? I mean, you say that to me, and my initial reaction is, "Well, he's screwed, right?" I mean, like, how do you how do you adjust? Well, I think he, I think he did start adjusting as the game went on, and you saw it with his curveball late in the game. I think he got two straight strikeouts on it. I think what he has to start doing is he's not going to get the same amount of vertical break to it, so he has to get more horizontal break to it. I think he can still grip that. I think you can still get that kind of because because a a, a, a four seam curveball or whatever like you have the four seam grip and it's it's just going directly into the the wind path kind of and when he throw, when he throws his curveball he throws it from the same angle and it comes out like a four seam curveball but if he throws it more on the side it's harder to pick up the aerodynamics you know what I'm talking about I do so it's like so this is how his curveball usually is. But now it's coming out like this, and that's harder to. to it's hard for people listening. It is hard. That. I know. Jack's moving his finger around the circle. But, but the, the the vertical. All right. How about this? He can get more horizontal break to it. There you go. The vertical break may not be there. So, okay. And I think I think what he started to do what he started to do as the game wore on on Saturday was that he started getting more horizontal break. It looked much better. And yeah, he settled down. It was fine. Um, but the fact that we're at the point where six innings, three runs is like. Good Nola is Yay! is un, it is unbelievable. I the, do you remember the first episode we did of the season? It was like when I was like, yeah, I was a little worried. Like about, I can't believe it's you, actually well, here. You made a joke. You said I can't. But the one thing I didn't see coming: the Nola regression regression season. And we're like, ha, 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 ha. well, it's here. Okay, it's here. Not great. Man. No, it's been, right, so. Where are you at with Nola moving forward? Uh, I I think he's too smart of a pitcher to not be able to adjust if there are new balls, and I think there are new balls, whether they're juiced or whatnot. Um, I think he's just a smart enough pitcher to where he'll figure it out. Baseball's always adjusting. Great pitchers always adjust back. It feels like the last couple of days, it feels like pitchers in general are starting to figure it out a little bit. Um, and I think he's just going to be fine. Um, I, I do have I do wonder if guys that rely on like I wonder how it's gonna affect guys the vertical movement versus horizontal movement, but I I just think I think he's gonna be fine. I I will always think he's gonna be fine unless he gets hurt. And I thought Saturday for the Until most part it's like September and he's got a four or five. Right, year, right. right. It's like yeah. ah, he's fine. fine. Wait till the playoffs. Yes. Um, I I, just, I I have a hard time worrying about Nola. He hasn't been great, but the velocity is still there. And I was encouraged by the the last couple innings on Saturday. Um, and hopefully we get good Nola. Luckily, that was the only game they played in Colorado. Let's move on, Jack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a fun. That was a great. That was it a, was a great game. The Harper Homer was awesome. McCutcheon, it's yeah. a bomb. Um, it was five hits for Harper. That was the night before. Let's go to all right. So Thursday. Uh, let's let's jump back now. Thursday, Thursday. Not a ton to take away from Eflin. Thoughts? Eflin, he he used his four seam fastball more. Um, and in the sixth inning, it wasn't totally his fault. I mean, Kingery made the error. Um, and then. 
if he doesn't make that error, the next ball by Story is fielded by Kingery mm-hmm. perfectly, but he's out of position because of what happened with the error before that. And I thought Eflin was just efficient. I thought Eflin was efficient. It wasn't dominant. Um, I still, I, I think his slider is just so meh and his cutter. It's whatever he throws. It's like a cutter slider kind of thing. Uh, I think it's just so meh. And it's just not great. And I did like that how he uses four seam more. He was up to 45% on his four seam, up from 22% the start before, which I think is a big sign. Uh, which I just, we talked about on the last pod yes, the last time. Yes, so I th- solid Eflin performance. Nothing yeah. crazy. It felt like, for me, that Thursday game, it felt like a team that was in the middle of a long stretch of playing a bunch of days in a row and just flew out to Colorado, and they just came out flat. And I, I, well, I and kind they had, of expected it. And they had the emotional win that, that the, Wednesday. The day before, yep. The Naris. Bryce Harper did not come out flat. Five-hit game for Harper. Harper had a good weekend. We talked a lot about the slump and how great it is that when he's walking, you know, it, it, when he's slumping, at least he's getting on base. You can never really be too upset with the production. But Harper, looking to be a little locked in again, Hitting lefties, Jack. He's, He's been so good again. I haven't seen the numbers, but I, I uh, guarantee they're they're awesome. Do you want the numbers? Oh, you have them. Yeah, right at your disposal. Look I tweeted him out this morning. Oh, this guy ready uh, to go. Bryce Harper's batting three eighty nine with a thirteen hundred OPS against what? lefties. Yeah. Wow, that's better than I thought. They were. That's <laughs> yeah. even better than I thought. They yeah, were. it's awesome. And if he's going to hit lefties like this, I just think that eventually the righty numbers are going to be also as ridiculous. So um, he still has reached base in every single game, which is which is something that you you would think with all the Harper love at the beginning of the season, that's the kind of thing we grab onto and talk about a lot. No one does. Well, and also he's so unclutch that he had a, <laughs> the that, RBI on Friday. In the, 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 in the 12th. The, yep. In the double. Yep. I was so hyped. I was like, yes, I get to go home. Because like, I thought it was game over, obviously. Uh, I mean, it was eventually game over, just not yeah. in a good way. You want to know what my problem is, James? And this is What, that it, it's the second loss this season where they had two strikes <laughs> and two outs in the, no. to, away from Listen, winning the game? Or, we, talked about this, it? No. we talked about this last time. When the Phillies lose, the Phillies absolutely lose. Like They, they, they reinvent the wheel when it comes to losing baseball yeah, games. they just give up. Yeah, no, it's just... It's like it's 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 just like a stab. It's gut punches. Yeah, it's already. I mean, you think about it. How many gut punch losses do we already have this year? It's cra- and last year it's too. It's ridiculous. We had the Robertson game in Washington. We had the Juan Soto home run, not home run, Victor Robles game. We had that one, and then we had a couple where they just got their doors blown off yeah. and weren't even competitive. I know it's horrible, but let me just tell you something. And they're still in first place, by the way. They are still in first place. We're a lot of complaining for a team that's still in first place. Twelve and nine in first place. So maybe maybe it's an, maybe this is an is it weird impromptu that i did not plan on Ooh, but i love that's my favorite kind of impromptu but the ones that are not planned i just have to <laughs> i just have to be honest i think the phillies are gonna lose every game like i go into you every go in just being like feels like a loss <laughs> yeah yeah every game i just feel like they're gonna lose like <laughs> that's i really, that's weird i know and then, like as the game goes on like they're gonna like find last a way season sure that makes more sense yeah this maybe less so maybe i've watched so much phillies baseball in the, the last, last eight, eight years have just crushed you yeah they just crushed me internally <laughs> i don't know how to i don't know how to root for a good team like i just think they're gonna lose all the time like it doesn't obviously i know the phillies are good i watch every night i i we talk about it here you, you yeah come off as very positive about this phillies day. i just always think they're gonna lose that's i really have funny. this bracket i have this uh, MLB challenge that I'm doing with my friends where every single game we're betting on just not like actually but just seeing how much smarter we are than everyone else Look at you. I'm like 5 and 13 like I'm not even oh, close man. I'm so bad at it I have no read if they're going to win or lose I'm a broken man I don't know when they're going to win <laughs> I don't know when they're going to play bad I don't know when to t- I don't know if I can tweet out anything anymore because all of a sudden everything turns to crap I tweet one thing about Jared Eikhoff next inning three runs it's just I'm lost I don't know where I'm at I don't know what to do I don't know if I can ever tweet again I tried to be better this weekend about just waiting until after the game start tweeting all my thoughts but I can't do that I physically can't do that well we know 
And then all of a sudden on my Saturday, my 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 TV is starting to speak Spanish to me. So somehow I got <laughs> this. This is a very Joe DeCamera type of rant right here. Somehow I got the Spanish feed. I don't know how, but I, I couldn't get it back until the next day. I'm just lost. I feel like we should clip the last 45 seconds and put it out as like why you should listen to the High Hopes podcast. I just this guy knows Phillies. Yeah, well, does he know <laughs> does he know Phillies? Everything he's touched this year has turned to crap. Mickey Moniak's batting 200. The only thing that's going well for me right now is that Adam Morgan is unbelievable. <laughs> Literally, that's it. That's all I got. You're having a rough year. So I don't know. How to, I, I, I'm a broken Ever man. since Harper Len, it's just been no, straight down crapped on. People don't respect the fact that I'm the only reason Bryce yeah, Harper was sure. here. Sure, they should. They should be bowing down to you, Jack. Austin Davis is back on my team. I know. I know. Former what? backup quarterback Somehow for the St. Louis gets Rams. Through those two innings on Saturday without giving up, or on Sunday, was it? Without giving up any. Sunday. Yeah. Sunday. Without giving up any runs. They were the worst two innings I've ever seen anyone pitch. I think he loaded the bases in both innings and somehow got out of it. I mean, cool, he got out of it, but it was torture. It sounds like, that guy sounds like the Austin Davis experience. Austin Davis is back. Yeah. All right. Friday's game. We talked a little bit about the disappointment at the end. We don't have to get into the gut punch of it all. Vinny, though, I thought Vinny looked really good again. Yeah, no, Vinny, Vinny was great, and um, I even, I mean, he's almost Jack Fred Strings. Uh, the I can't, I can't even, I can't even jinx him. Yeah, he's that good. I can't, I can't even jinx him. <laughs> he's he can, it's the one person who <laughs> yeah. can defeat the Fred Strings. Right, the guy who I've loathed for many yes, years. Is, sounds about right. Now, yeah, this is how it works for me. <laughs> Nothing ever works out for me. You honestly, you'll as people learn more about more and more about me. The the you, Bryce Harper coming here was a miracle, given <laughs> given <laughs> what given my luck in, in recent years you're in rare form today <laughs> Just, this is really very very deep in a hole right now i like it i like it we need more uh, of this vinny was great um like the, the fastball's up like they had le- like legitimate lift to it um he's doing over the head thing which is great because did you, you're starting to realize what i was kind of talking about yeah, where yeah, he's yeah. kind of has that pause right before he goes that is what i have it's been, very noticeable it's like what i've been begging for for years because Obviously, he has the fastball. I don't think his off-speed is that great, but I think it can play off of his fastball and be legitimate, good, strikeout-worthy stuff. I mean, Nolan Arenado wasn't even close to Vinny on, on mm-hmm. Friday, which, like, if you told me that a year ago, I would think you're crazy. <laughs> but um, I thought he was really good. And the, 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 one, the one problem I do still have with Vinny is that out of the stretch, he's still way too quick to home, and he gets he kind of gets there a little bit early, and, and his fastball just goes up and in to righties. Like he just doesn't have the the full command out of the the stretch. But I will say, out of the windup, he looks really really comfortable and confident, and he, the ball's going where he wants it to go, where he needs it to go. And I I listen, I'm, I've been impressed with Vinny. I'm not gonna say like. I totally trust him yet because he does this all the time, and because it would tank his season if you did it. Right? No, your, your, Vinny, your power, Vinny is real. Velasquez, bro. <laughs> nope. Bray. Nope. Okay, I'll stop. No. Um, bread. Yeah, it's a type of bread. Okay, named after Vincent Velasquez. It's but great. it was good. Uh, it, he was really good, and the game. It was just unfortunate that they just didn't do anything. Like I the know, runners man. on base were crazy. Uh, just one of those days. It was. It was one of again. I, I don't know how to parse out which is the most frustrating loss, but it was right there. It was well, right there. Yeah, Friday was infuriating. No, I'm talking about of the season. Like, it's oh, right there with oh, the Victor okay, Robles yeah. home run in the bottom of the ninth or top of the ninth. Like, it's right there. I can't, it might be the worst loss of the season. It might not, but it's no, right when there. No, they, they, went, they went up 6 1 against the Nats. I know. That's infuriating. That's the one. That's yeah. the one, but still, man. Uh, um, to, and to go up in the top of the 12th and take the lead and then right. blow it in the bottom. Another thing about Vinny. How many swings and misses do you think he got on his fastball? Ooh, um, I'm gonna say six. Sixteen. What? Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah, he was at 14 when I charged him. That's a lot on a fastball, especially. Especially on fastballs. That's what I mean. With with how four-seam. Last podcast, you said the fastball's dead. Yeah, fastball's dead. Not if you're Vincent Velasquez. Guess what? Fastball's back. Jack's lost. I don't know. Um, (laughs) Just whatever you say, it's the opposite. It's good. It is the worst. It is the worst right now. But, but, um, like, so, so Friday night was frustrating too because, um, like, the bullpen was really good. The, the bullpen was until Nicasio. They look, allowed Nicasio one hit. Had, yeah, Nicasio had one clean inning, and obviously in the second inning kind of lost it. And, and, and here's Games the, go long, it happens. And here's what people are mis, uh, misinterpreting. Nicasio had to go back out there because Arano got hurt. So Arano got banged up. Arano probably closes that game on yep. any other basis. But with him going out, and like Gabe got screwed that game in so many ways because you had the Kingery injury, you had McCutcheon injury, so he couldn't double switch guys in and out. Mm-hmm. So you have those guys getting hurt. You have Arano getting hurt while warming up, I think, because he's warming up in the 11th. Mm-hmm. And um, and then they brought in Nicasio to be a long man. So I just think I think it was an unfortunate, unlucky yeah, I Gabe game. Gabe for it. One thing I will say, though, and I want to get your take on it, and we saw it again in that game, uh, one out. From Sir Anthony, I don't think he's using Sir Anthony right. I feel like it's a lot of. First of all, we talked about it last pod where he brings Sir Anthony in in the uh, late innings of a blowout. He's done that a couple times yeah, now. Yeah, Miami. It just feels like he. Had, it, it, last year, it felt like while he was going good and obviously kind of hit a wall, but it felt like Sir Anthony was his go-to guy. Yeah. And this year, it almost feels like he's an afterthought in a lot of situations. Yeah, it's super weird, and I can't tell if. Listen, if their plan is they want to save him for later in the season when the games matter more, I, I understand that to a te- or to an extent because last year, I mean, they just used him way yeah, too they, much. Yeah, they, they beat him into the ground. Yeah. They Especially over- considering him coming up from the minors and never having that type of experience at the major league level and all that. But he had a whole offseason to get in shape, to get ready for this, and be ready to be used whenever, and he started the season off slow. But, I mean, he's been... Really good. That's like, my point. I think he's looked great. Like I don't understand his usage. Yeah, there's been, I think, there's been two times in the last week where he'll throw like set, less than eight pitches and then not, not come he's back out. He's gotten one out in two games this last week. Just one out, yeah. and that's it. And then he's done for the night. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, maybe I don't get it. Maybe he's looking into. He doesn't want to use him. Send him back out there. That like would we've be a very about. logical explanation. And also, like you said, maybe he's really maybe because of last season's experience, they're saying, all right, we need to be more wary of how we use Sir Anthony so we have him for the full season and he's full go, but he's looked great and I, I'm I'm befuddled by yeah, it constantly. And well, especially when they don't have Robertson. I mean like so you, right? you you only have so many good bullpen uh uh members. Like right now it's Morgan, Nishak, although I don't think he should ever pitch in Colorado again. No, he like, and he, he's had a couple rough outings. I mean obviously the the Soto game we were talking about he's had a couple rough outings lately. Got the save in the one but made it really tight. So Yeah, I don't think he does well in like, like late high yeah, yeah, like late inning type high stuff. leverage I'm things. I'm with you. It's yeah. very strange cuz he cuz when he's on he looks unhittable. At he times. needs like a full inning in yeah. a non-pressure but, I situation. I mean, look, Jack, again, I know you've not said had many nice things said about you this season. Yeah. Adam Morgan's the best reliever on this team right now. Right now. I don't think there's any question, but you're right. Outside of that, I I would probably put Sir Anthony second right now, and he's not being used that way. Yeah, it's weird, and they, they, they're using Hector a lot. Hector's their closer, man. Hector's their closer. Hector's their closer. Who's excited? Five-out save over the weekend. How about that? Are, are you excited for ninth inning Neris? No, I'm not. High leverage Neris? I will live with it. It is funny. I mean, will you live with it? Or will you just, this is, you're going to just die. Do I have a choice, Jack? <laughs> I'm trying not to die, so I yeah. guess I'll live with it. Yeah. Uh, it does feel very, the saves that he's had this year, and he's been perfect so far this year, but it does feel very lidgish in the life on a lidge part of it, where it just is never easy with Hector Neres the ninth. And granted, he's converting now, so great, but it's terrifying. So it's terrifying. The one thing I, I thought was interesting with Neres on 
Saturday mm-hmm. was yeah the one game they won. Right, uh, I, I I blacked out the other games. Yeah, then I know nothing else happened. We played one game this weekend. So it was interesting. Real Muto put down a four, right, and then Naris threw this this splitter that went that moved like a curveball. So maybe he really is throwing different splitters. Yeah, maybe he's Instead mastered. It's just kind of yeah. going different ways. Maybe he's mastered the splitter so much that he is able to put different kinds of. Spin I mean, that on. would be devastating. I mean, it's already devastating if he doesn't know where it's going. Yeah, can you imagine if he can control it? His splitter's nasty. I. I I hope I. It might be right now at this exact moment. It's probably the best pitch on the team. Just uh, one pitch. The best pitch on the Phillies is Hector Neris's splitter. Right at this moment, I'm no, talking I about know. who's. No, no, I know. Yeah. I'm just processing it. I know you are. Let's see. Neris's I mean, splitter. Morgan Slider's. Morgan up there. Slider. Pavetta's curveball in AAA. <laughs> <laughs> Pavetta's curveball in AAA. We'll, we'll factor that one in. It was up here for a second. Uh, I mean, Jake's sinker is sinking. Yeah, Jake's changeup. Jake's changeup. Jake's definitely got two. Yeah. Jake's been great. Uh, I would say Sir Anthony's cutter's back. It's, yeah. It looked like it's it's darting over the weekend. Yeah, it's a good take. It's 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 a defensible take. Yeah. I mean, his fastball still as straight as an arrow. Straight as an arrow. <laughs> but it's but okay. When you're playing off that slider. It yeah, works it works. Bit. It yeah. works. And listen, I would love for Hector to be good. It's just I don't trust that guy in the ninth inning. Me either. I also don't trust any Philly ever. So maybe that's another problem. Uh, yeah, and certainly none of these guys in the ninth <laughs> inning. Is there anyone you're like, oh, he should be pitching in the ninth inning? I want Adam Morgan in the ninth. Like, I mean, that's how I feel right now. Even Morgan, I'm like, I don't know. You can still go back to old Adam Morgan. <laughs> I know. Couldn't we you? remember. We remember the other guy. Yeah. It's not that far removed from that. You're not fooling me, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> You're not all of a sudden going to be dominant, are you? Um, although Adam Morgan was on that that strenuous hike that Jake Arrieta brought everyone on, and he was able to what pitch this weekend. What are you doing, weekend. Jake? Jake. Chill out a little bit, yeah. man. Yeah. I get it. You love, you love to work out. You love the outdoors. But you know, you're in Colorado. Give him a break. All right. Sunday. Jared Eikhoff, he looked all right. Yeah. I mean, um, that last inning ran into some trouble, obviously. But... Walked two guys. That didn't help. Um, but overall, I thought he was fine. I thought it was a good Eikhoff outing. I think he threw 33 curveballs. And they look good, in, especially in Colorado, where the ball doesn't have that same sort of bite to it. Yeah, he's. I think he made an interesting adjustment. I thought in the Mets outing, he was throwing a, a hard curveball. And remember when Eikhoff was going well in 16, he would throw that hard-breaking curveball mm-hmm. and also a slower one? And it was like the so he have the hard one that would be like seventy eight ish, and then he'd throw the softer one at like seventy three ish. I thought he I thought he did a good job of that um, on Sunday because he has to mix up that curveball. I didn't think he had a great feel for his slider, so I guess his plan when his slider's not on is his ability to throw two different curveballs and get guys kind of off balance with that. Obviously, the the sixth inning wasn't great, um, but. You know, I, I thought he was fine for a fi- He's your fifth he's starter. He's your fifth starter. Yeah. So we'll, we'll t- he he gave him the chance to win a ball game. Mm-hmm. Um, the offense didn't show up. The offense did not show up. It, 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 I don't know what the story of the Rocky series is. Like I think the bullpen was good. Starting pitching was good enough. I guess the story of the weekend is they they left a lot of yeah, runners on base. The offense didn't come through. I think my biggest takeaway from the weekend is the bats let them down. And I know they put up eight on Saturday, but other than that, I mean. Like you said, they had so many opportunities. Even the ninth inning yesterday on Sunday was a perfect example of it. You know, it's like they're dormant all game, and then they they make a run for it, and they just can't quite close it out. Oh, man, I was ready for Harper to get up though. Oh, me too, man. I know. It's like Cesar, just get on base for I don't once. Care. Just do whatever you got to do. Do get something good today, Cesar. I mean, say the the. the oh ba- my God, that. What? So did he think he was out? Like what? He thought what, he was out. That's that's the only takeaway that I have from that base running gaff was he thought he was out. They called him safe, and all of a sudden he's in between second and third. He's like, "Crap, I got caught." Yeah, I got nothing to do. Yeah, no, he thought he thought he was out. So when he, when he slid in a second, he thought he was out. I mean, even he, though the ball was right in front of him. Here's the thing: if Odubel did that, it would be a month of people yelling about what a, how terrible he is and what a knucklehead and all that. I'm glad you brought up my friend Odubel Herrera. You. You're welcome. 
Does anyone miss Odubel Herrera? You're damn right. Roman Quinn, not a starter in Major League Baseball. Where could I have heard that set? What? Where's, Roman Quinn's not the savior? Where's the, the start Roman Quinn crowd? Yeah, where's the Roman Quinn is better than Odubel crowd? Because they're a loud freaking crowd. I've heard from them a lot. Yeah. Where they at? Looks like September Quinn is uh, transferred over <laughs> rather than uh, the guy who was good for like two weeks and everyone convinced convince themselves he was good. And he'll be hurt in a week. So, you know. I'm actually shocked that he survived the weekend. Me too. Of, too. of all the too. injuries, the fact that Roman Quinn is still standing is shocking. It is so funny, though, when you see him on uh, on that um, the Goslin bases loaded uh, double. When you see when you see Quinn like really fly. It's crazy. It's it's wild. No, his so listen, fast. His speed is. He was like right on his body. He's like coming right around. Like damn, man. His speed is game changing. It he is. just does not put the ball in play enough. And he's, he's a pinch runner. Yeah, he's a hell of a pinch runner. He's a real. He's a, he, if he wants to be our Dave Roberts, please, be our Dave Roberts. Please. That's that's what we will take. Um, but yeah, the the. This, the Roman Quinn is better than Herrera takes, even though Herrera has been really Horrendous good. Horrendous take. It's it's not it's not doing too well. Speaking I would of say. Herrera, and we think he'll be back soon. They said you know expected to be ten days, but man, Jack, you and I talked a lot last year about how the Phillies wreck. Phillies were incredibly lucky with injuries last year. That they didn't really have serious injuries really at any point all season long. We're starting to get hit by injuries. Obviously, we talked about the Robertson thing last week. We have no idea how long that'll be. And now the soft tissue stuff. We see Kingery go down over the weekend. Obviously, Segura actually put on the injured list. They had said, you know, only four or five days. He's on the injured list now. And obviously not soft tissue, but the Victor Arano elbow soreness. Where are you at with these injuries? Are you worried at all about any of them? And, and how do you see the team kind of dealing with it? They should try stretching. <laughs> I do. Why don't these guys just stretch, yeah, Jack? Yeah, I love that. It's like, are they stretching? Yeah, they're major league baseball players. Yeah, it's like, no. no. Yeah, they decided, no. no, we're good with that stretching stuff. Screw it. I'm just going to go out and like, just do it today. It's like some of the some of the tweets and calls and whatever, it's like, did you think before you called? Or no. are you just irrationally just... I'm just going to say it. Are you just irrationally like... Look, I... It, here's the thing. I pulled my hamstring in the third grade, and it's because I didn't stretch. So are they stretching? Yeah. Someone tell them they should probably start stretching. Yeah. Um, Good looking out. Uh, I can't tell what it is. I mean, I, I think injuries just kind of happen. It is weird that they're happening all at the same time. Colorado, maybe it's just harder to get loose because of the air. Which is absolutely possible. Maybe they, if you want to attribute it back to not getting enough reps in spring training, maybe there's something, there's something with there. But I think they got enough reps. I don't know. I just think they kind of pulled hamstrings happen. Um, I, I, I would be lying if I tried to <laughs> interpret Take what, a the, step further what the Phillies it. training staff is doing or not doing. Like we have, and it hasn't been. A, it, this has not been a thing that has happened. You know, last year, the year before, whatever. I mean, some guys, and it's only got a couple guys. And McCutcheon, I think it felt like more of a thing when we thought McCutcheon was going to be hurt longer too, and obviously back in the lineup on Sunday, but. Yeah, yeah, I, I, it happens. It's I, it, it a, sucks. It's but... a bummer for Kingery, man. Like we, have, I mean, how long have we been waiting for Scott to finally, you know, look like a major league baseball player, and obviously doing that and more and worst possible timing for that one for him, especially yeah. getting a chance to play with Segura down. It was just a, a real bummer. Although it has opened the door for Kevin Franson two Phil Goslin. All right, Westchester Zone. I'm gonna do an unpopular take here. <laughs> people aren't gonna like this. Okay, it's perfect. People it's love great. people love the stories and all that. Oh, my God, can we quit it with the Phil Gosselin love? Who cares that he's from around here? People are acting like Me. he's living his dream playing with the Phillies. He's already been in Major League Baseball. Like, he played for the Diamondbacks. Who cares? He, oh, my God, we're Me. acting like he is, like, 
Uh, me. Tell me why. Why do you love the? Because he's from here. Because he's from Westchester, and I'm from Westchester. Right. That's why I love him. <laughs> I mean, two Westchester legends. Do you agree that the love for Phil Goslin, guy who will not be on the roster in a month, is way overblown? He's raking though. Yeah. For, for Phil Goslin. Had a good weekend. He had a good weekend. Um, you love Phil Goslin. Look at you. Listen, he is he's so out of But he's living oh out. My no, God, no, 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 no. How no, no, many he, features were written? He's from here and he's on the team. Yeah, you but, believe it. But but think about that. How often does someone who loved the Phillies or loves some team or whatever get to actually live out that dream playing for that team? Well, In sports, how often does it actually happen? Well, it was supposed to happen with Mike Trout. Yeah, well, he's a trader. All right, Benedict Trout. Phil Gosselin would never trade. He, he totally didn't play for the Braves. Um, <laughs> <laughs> never played for him. Um, and he, I would honestly, I like the Phil Gosselin story. I want to bring him on and quiz him on Philly stuff. Okay. Like I want to see how real. He yeah, is. yeah, yeah. I like that. Like, anyone could play the. Oh, I'm from here. I was a Phillies guy. Sure. And he was, he was in the, he was in the vet. He loved the '93 Phillies. Utley was his favorite guy growing up. I just want to quiz him. I want to see where he's at. You know, I agree. I want with to see you. passes the Jack Fritz uh, I'm test. I'm calling BS on this whole thing. You don't think he's, I I'm think done I, with the whole Phil Gosselin love fest? No, I'm not. I'm in. I mean, because he's from here. He's from Westchester. You know where I want Phil Gosselin in AAA. That's where I want Phil. No, Gosselin. he's too good. Come at me, Phil. He's too good. You want to come on? Let's talk about Phil it. Phil Gosselin's too good, and he's Phil from, Gosselin's he, too good. He's from Look, right now. They need him. He's their starting shortstop, which is terrific. Listen, the more you continue to slander Westchester baseball, is the the less I will be on this podcast. Oh, really? You mean Westchester, I can get you off here by just Westchester? Yes. Westchester's the worst. You don't. You, that? You, you don't mean that. I know. Here's my th- th- thoughts on Westchester. Don't care. Okay. Well, yeah. I care. Okay. Yeah. And could it, here's here's what here's what the the God's honest truth. Every time I watch Phil Gosselin, you I think just think I know it could have been me. I know. Trust me. We see it with Pavetta. This is even more so. This is very natural. People from Westchester do make it. <laughs> People from Westchester do make it. Yes, you're right. An Jack. underdog story, unlike yes, many others. Yes. People yes. from Westchester making How it. How long till Phil Gosselin's back in the minors? Uh, hopefully in three years. Oh man. Go on. Why can't he be our utility guy? Leave him alone. <laughs> Leave we already got a utility guy. His name's Scott Kingery. Yeah, but wait till they right trade now. Cesar. Kingery in, Goslin up. Everyone wins. Everybody wins except Cesar is playing for like the Blue Jays or something. Well, um, he, well, I wouldn't be too bad for him. Him and Freddie. Him and Freddie. So many winners. You're right. Him and reunited, and it feels so yeah, good. Freddie, I like that. Fre- By the way, for what it's worth, Freddie's playing pretty well. He is playing pretty well. He's batting like 350. I just love all the bad teams taking on a bad shortstop to continue you, being bad. You do love that Freddie Galvis is playing well, and now people can be like, he's hitting 350. Bring him back. Gold glove defense. Never won a gold glove. Let's just make sure we get that out there. Never ever has ever won a gold I glove. I was told he's the best shortstop <laughs> in baseball. I so. was told he should start on you know. the Angels over Andrew Alton Simmons. All right. Uh, any other thoughts on the weekend before we look ahead to – the New York Mets. Uh, I, I said it once. I'll say it again. Uh, I, I just really appreciate the rest of baseball letting us get Andrew McCutcheon at a discount. It's really kind. Uh, it's really kind of them. You know? Oh, shout out. Great point. I'm happy you brought this up. Did you see Pitching Ninja tweet this out, by the way? Andrew McCutcheon, when Velasquez makes the second out of the inning at second mm. base, Andrew McCutcheon does what a pros, 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 pro does and does the slow walk up to the plate, taking his time. That I mean – that was such a veteran move, man. Yeah. That was that was just getting it. And and it's the kind of thing that no one notices. People don't even think about it. But, you know, obviously Pitching Ninja brought attention to it. And it is just... He Another took, example yes, of him being the best. But he does it every way. Like, we talked about it with the base running, with the fielding and all that. This is another level of that. Like, just thinking about the game and about what he can do to make his team win 
at all times. Yeah. It's and, really awesome. And uh, it was funny because Franzen and, and uh, Fransky were both confused as to why he was doing it. Really? Yeah. They're like, What's going, what is he doing? Yeah. And I was like, oh, maybe he's waiting for the sun to get behind the clouds <laughs> and so it's not in his eye. <laughs> but it's cool. I'm glad that Pitching Ninja brought it up. I was like, oh, right. As soon, as soon as I, I, didn't, I didn't notice it either. And I saw the tweet and I was like, duh. I was like, that's perfect. Like, what a, what a really smart thing to do. And by the way, how dare you slander Phil Gosselin when he said in his post game interviews, we have now he said we hopes. have high hopes for the season. It's <laughs> like it's like, do you even care about this podcast? If he were many talking, people are wondering that. If he were talking about the podcast, I might have a different take on Phil Gosselin. <laughs> if Phil wants to come on here and shut me up, I'd be happy to have it. No, Phil Gosselin is the goat. Let him live. <laughs> Does, is he on Twitter? Should we have people tweet at Phil Gosselin to come on the pod? Ah, I may have a, a friend who's a very good friend of Phil Gosselin. Oh, look at so. you. No wonder you love Phil. Yeah. You're basically best friends. We would be best friends. <laughs> I think we would be. I Two Westchester he, legends. I think he would be too. Living out our dreams. You seem like a Phil Gosselin guy. Me yeah. doing this podcast, him on the Phillies. Jack and Phil. Could have been me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, a lot of a lot of, of 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 athletes in major sports are trying to get podcasts. You know, road tripping, uh, the Cavs podcast. Sure, the Vince Carter The Vince Carter pod, podcast. Sure. There's, a, there's a White Sox player. J.J. Redick has a podcast. There's Daniel Paca and a, and, ah, a, and a Barstool guy. Daniel Paca. Yeah. He's got some power. Phil Gosselin and me. Oh, just bail on me. I like this. Jack and <laughs> Phil. I like this. Oh, I can do both. High hopes with Jack and <laughs> Phil Gosselin. This is a great idea. I'm in. This is great? <laughs> I, I didn't know. It would not be great. Yeah. Well, you never know. Okay. Yeah, you never know. Maybe, what else you got? maybe Phil's a great talker. All right. Um, anything else from the weekend before we move on? I never want to play in Colorado again. Yeah, we're uh, done with it. We're done with we're done with Colorado. Done with Colorado. Never want to see it again. I'm out. Like, I think we sold our soul in the with the 09. Look, listen. Get me to the plate was get me to the plate boys was too good of a quote. The double was too good of a moment. We're never gonna win in Colorado for at least ten years. All I'll say is that is by far. It's been far- ten years. Man, that was so long ago. And it doesn't sound like <laughs> ten years when you say it, and then it's like, oh man. But I think that's the best take I've heard about the struggles in Colorado. It's the most accurate, believable, like, what else could it be? So I'm with you. All right, Jack, guess what? We get to face Steven Matt tonight. Poor Stevie. Stevie! (laughs) Yeah, welcome back. Steven Matt's is lying against the Phillies this year. Zero inning pitched, eight runs. Come to daddy, Steve. (laughs) And he's facing Ace Arietta. I feel good about tonight, Jack. Uh, well, let me just say, I never feel good about the Phillies. Yeah, you think they're going to lose everyone. So, <laughs> so, so um, I, I'm excited to see how Arietta does. I'm actually, like, last year I kind of dreaded looking forward to Arietta starts. And this year I'm actually excited me for Arietta too. starts. Like, I, I actually, he's the one I'm most excited for. Like, I I want Jake on the hill in a big spot right now. Yeah, I want to see how the ball's moving. I want to see, um, see him on the road against the Mets, against a pretty good Mets team. Again, I mean, the Mets are a legitimately good offense. Pete Alonso hit a ball to center field against the Cardinals yesterday. That was like, it was like 110 miles an hour off the bat. And it's like, this guy, what? Like, like, can you just struggle? Can can you get a rookie struggle out of this yeah, guy? Yeah, it'd be good. Yeah, I would, it, I would appreciate it. He personally. doesn't do like it. Ronald Cunha just comes up and he's like, ah, I'm awesome. Yeah, Juan Sorry. Soto, same thing. It's why does it this is. happen to us? That's what I. I brought that up last time. It's really annoying. I'm actually. Well, Hoskins was great from day one. He was, and we talked about that. But if like the thing is, Alonzo's batting like 350. Reese wasn't batting 350. Reese was hitting a lot of home runs. Yeah, but runs. I mean, he did hit. 
a, a historic. historic number of home runs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to try and bash his reasons. Listen, we, we get it. You don't like Reese Hoskins. And, he and start, I love Pete Alonso. That's yeah. obviously what and it you is. Started yes. his, he started his career 0 for 10, and you haven't given up on that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, This is why Donovan hates the city for hey, people like I you. Still have, yes, right. <laughs> Soft McNabb. I still, uh, I still have Reese Hoskins as a keeper in my fantasy league because I picked him up before he came well, up. And you're that's a Phillies how jacked fan. up I was about I'm in a league with Phillies fans. Now, I have Pete Alonzo in a keeper league that I drafted this year. Oh, buddy. (laughs) I'm going to have to make some decisions. This is a tough one. I know. I love having a slugging first baseman. But, um, yeah, Arietta, very much looking forward to it. I'm excited. I get to actually watch this at my house. I usually never get to watch these games at home. You get to watch a game and not produce it. I know. So, I'm going to be – listen. We can we got well, maybe I'll do a little uh, a little live tweeting tonight. We'll see. Ooh. A little AMA. I don't know. I just thought you said you weren't gonna lame. I don't know. You thought you said you weren't gonna tweet anymore. You're gonna hold off. God, I can't. I though. know you can't. I'm addicted to the likes. I know you are. I'm a thirst. You, you need it. I, you, I, I've decided. I'm just gonna embrace the thirst. Thirst is great. Here's the other thing about. <laughs> here's the other thing about thirst. Twitter is thirst. There is no other way to use Twitter without being thirsty. It is just what it is. Okay. Embrace the thirst and love it, Jack. All right, Eflin Wheeler. Uh, Nothing really stands out. Nice matchup there. Yeah, I just think I think it'd be a, a well pitched game. Um, obviously they hit they didn't really hit Wheeler hard last time, but they they did their job against Wheeler. They had got back to professional at bats against a guy a guy like Wheeler. Eflin, I thought his start in Colorado was a positive. Um, I thought he threw a lot of fastballs, which is what he has to get back to. And um, yeah, I mean they just gotta they gotta start getting healthy here a little bit. I mean, and then we got Vincent Velasquez yeah. versus. So here's my Jason Vargas. Question. I was about to say my biggest question. <laughs> Who do they score more against, Mats or Vargas? Vargas. Yeah, it's probably not even like I. I'm not even sure. I don't think Vargas could get out some Division Two baseball. He's like, bad, he man. Is, and he looks. He doesn't look. He looks like a science teacher. Right. So or something. Uh, you brought that up last podcast. Did you see the picture of him? Right. <laughs> yeah, but you, but you see the guy. The guy behind him that looked like a Revolutionary War guy. No, I didn't. Oh, so so everyone's back at it again. Everyone's roasting this guy behind Jason Vargas. It looked like a Revolutionary War, um, like guy. Uh-huh. Right. He looks like old and whatever. I saw that guy at the Phil's Mets game the other day, and I was oh. like, hey. You're that meme. You're the guy. <laughs> you were a meme one time. Did he so, say something to you? No, he didn't. No. Nah. But Jason Vargas, uh, very excited for for batting practice off oh, of Jason Vargas. It's going to be great. A whole night of, of Jason. Oh. So uh, Sadly, you remember the last time there was a night of Jason Vargas. Yeah, yeah Pavetta. Yeah, I know. Little, little League. league. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad that we both remember that. No, too, tr- yeah. I mean, we are both pretty sad with our I memory know. of the Phillies. It's but... really weird. It's terrible. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, anything else, Fritzy, before we get to final thoughts? Um. Yeah, I'll do this before final thoughts. So the one, my one problem with Gabe, and I don't know where it comes from, and I'm wondering if you've noticed the same thing, is like when the Phillies get down by one or more runs, he kind of treats like the game's over. I, dude, I, I had the exact same thought yesterday. With Austin Davis is a perfect example. He just kind of feels like, and he left Davis in there. I know he got out of it, but those were classic spots where if you're trying to win the game, you say, "All right, we got to pull Austin here." I know you're trying to save the pen, but we can't let this get further than it is. It's four nothing. That's a grand slam, and we're tied. I feel like Gabe is very quick to say, "Eh, not maybe, tonight. Maybe we, maybe we won't." But I'm not going to put all my chips in the middle for this one. Right, and I thought I think actually a better example from this weekend was it was the eighth inning on Friday night. I th- I'm pretty sure seventh or eighth, and he brought in Jose Alvarez, who yeah, Jose Alvarez is a walking batting practice right now. Yep, and <laughs> like like just because you're down a run or two does not mean you start pitching your bad pitchers like. Maybe he did, I understand he probably doesn't have the horses right now. Right. To where he ca- like he like just, the the bigger thing is Jose Alvarez should not be on this team. And if he's there, what's he do? And that that's kind of the issue. Well, Kyle Doe is. 
lighting up. up <laughs> so listen, let's get a little fast track for Josh Hader 2.0. Can we please? <laughs> for the love of God. 2.0. No, actually, sorry, sorry. That's on me. This is, delete this. Kyle Doe is bad, horrible. Don't even think about bringing him up. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't. <laughs> Don't even think about yes, it. Yes, what okay. you said. Yes, All right. yes. So, um, yeah, it's just – it's like it's like your offense is loaded, man. Like, you, I understand you may not have the horses to kind of combat it and all this, and you just have to get through these innings because you're in the middle of a long stretch without a day off. But, like, for the love of God, you're down by one run in the yeah, eighth inning. Like, you don't have to put Jose Alvarez in. I mean, the, the Astros were down 11 to nothing, and they lost 11-10. They almost won that game the other day. It was two days ago or yesterday. I mean – you got a good offense, you can come back in games. Agreed. So, minorly fr- uh, minor frustration. All right, final thought. My final thought is that um, uh, we're not going to talk about Moniak now batting 200. We're going to talk about Alec Bohm, Ooh. who is batting like 333 now. We should just call this your final thought on the Phillies minor leagues. Well, I feel like we have to. Like, I feel like we have to work in some minor league like stuff because it. it's important. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's important to like five people that listen to this podcast. People are waiting yeah. for it. So, here's my problem with Bohm, right? Is like, He's 23 years old and he's playing in Lakewood. Like, just move him up, move him up a level. Just move him. He's he's the he is the only player drafted in the top 10 that is at that level still, and he's 23. We're not talking about a 19 year old. Like, it's time to it's time to get going a little mm-hmm. bit. Like, he's he is from the Carson Wentz school of he's way older than you think. Yeah, it's like a Chris Bryant guy where yeah. he comes up and he should be in the major leagues quickly. Yeah, he was he's supposed to be a fast track guy and I just I don't want to see him in Lakewood for too much longer. Like I agree with you. If he's in, if he's looking comfortable, he's looking healthy. He needs to be moved up. Just move him up. He it's needs not to be hurt competition. Right, of course. It's going to help. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you 100%. I mean, I think he's batting 333 now, one homer, like five doubles, more strikeouts than I would think. It's actually a worry but... that he's not in my mind. It I mean, is. That's a worry. He should not he should be higher. Yes, 100%. All right, my final thought. And look, if you haven't watched Game of Thrones yet, you could tune out, but this is not a spoiler at all. It just it, well, we talked but, about we talked about God so far. Yeah. So listen, my final thought. I'm seeding it to this tweet. Tell me who tweeted this. Watching last night, the whole episode felt like the lead up to the battle in the two towers. This is going to be awesome. Who's nerdy enough to quote Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings in their tweet? This guy, <laughs> Chuck Fritz. This guy. I had to this guy. Up. This guy. You went. You went Game of Thrones into Lord of the Rings. How freaking nerdy was that? <laughs> it was. Did awesome. you did you expect I, that? Here's the thing. I strongly agree with you. I love the tweet. It was just hilarious. Because you wouldn't expect it from an alpha? From you. From, yeah, from no, alpha. No, so I need you to say from, I mean, from an alpha from an alpha that throws at least 80 miles from an hour. From the big dog. I wasn't <laughs> expecting it, all right? I wasn't expecting it from the big dog. I would have expected, like, uh, uh, making fun of people for this type of tweet, tweet. I like it. Swipe of tweet? Tweet type of tweet. It was a mouthful, all right? Okay. You're um, the one who tweeted it. Yeah, I, I did tweet it because I was sitting there last night. I was like, this is just like in Helm's Deep in the in the, the Battle of Two Towers. Like, it was exactly what it was. It's it was exactly awesome. what it was because you know what Game of Thrones is? It's just Lord of the Rings with sex scenes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's maybe your best take of the it's, day. It's it's literally the same thing. They have a fat Sam. They have a fat Sam that travels around with the main character. Ooh, I like that call. Like, there's just so much shit that, that's stuff that's call. exactly the same. Like, I love Game of Thrones. I love Lord of the Rings. I'm just saying that George R. R. Martin clearly stole a lot from J.R.R. Tolkien. I love this take. I, co- I co-sign it. I just thought it was hilarious. All right. Phillies Mets will be back on Thursday. Preview. Nimmo's banged up, which four helps. Four more at the Marlins. Thank goodness. Yeah, we need it. Can we get to those four games? Can we Marlins? bring up Pavetta for one of those stars to just get him right? Mm. Bring him up. All right. He's Fritz himself. We'll talk to you later.